the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Happy Monday. Welcome to tonight. Oh, my. Yeah, oh, my. Oh, my, it is. <laughs> Glad to have you guys here with me as we kick off this week. I posted on Facebook earlier today. Yeah, I'm still on there uh, for the time being. And I posted another day, another week. Finish the sentence I said. Another week, another dot, dot, dot. Got some interesting responses. And you can answer that question um, tonight if you didn't do so earlier today. We are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page, which is not allowing me to comment or share the page. So if you can hear me and you are watching there, I would be uh, chatting with y'all and, and posting my comments, but it's not letting me. Should Facebook completely take down our, our stream tonight, go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com. You can also download the app and, and listen to us uh, via that way. And, you know, my podcasts are always up at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and you can listen to it any other time there. Follow me on Twitter for the time being at Andrea K. Show. And I'm on Instagram at Andrea K. As well. 888-344-1170. We'll take some calls later on in the show. We've got a couple great guests for you guys tonight. Third party. We gonna go third party? I, I've been making the argument that we should, and we've actually got a third party candidate. Former child star Brock Pierce is going to be here. We actually threw his hat in the ring for president in July 2020. I know y'all thinking <laughs> that's crazy, but we've got to really be thinking what our options are as we look at this week and what's happening this week with the inauguration of Joe Biden and how we are going to continue. I told y'all the night before the election, whatever happens on November 3rd tomorrow does not is not the end of the of the fight for MAGA and what what we are about and continuing to fight for a movement and I think that we need to be exploring any and all options to do that so stay tuned for Brock Pierce somebody who ran for office former former uh, candidate for Maxine Waters district up in California Joe Collins is going to be here former Navy uh, man so he's a military hero decided that enough was enough with her business and he decided to run against her so we're going to have him here as well as he will be here to talk about Martin Luther King today is MLK day and Joe Collins will be here to to talk about MLK's legacy and what party and what president has actually done the most for black America glad to have you guys with me again joining me as always every night is the man the myth the vegetable legend. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. Yesterday, I met in this very room with DJ Potato Skins. Not trying to be negative, Andrea, but another day and one step closer to communism. That's uh, the way I'm going to answer it. Well, we're actually fully here because uh, one of the things that. Uh, 
the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, has been doing over in China was something called social media credits, which were based upon how well you were received in terms of you thinking the right things, are you saying the right things, are you about the right things, do you have the right opinion, how you answer these questions and, and how you express yourself and whether or not it meets the requirements or the demands or the desires of the Communist Party um, based upon that we will allow you to move about the country. We'll allow you to get on trains, planes, and automobiles. We'll allow you to participate in social media. Don't we'll- they have it cooked to people? Uh, cooked. Uh- connected to people's credit scores as well? Well, that's that's something that has actually been the International Monetary Fund was talking about, which is all the same thing. It's basically your behavior and your expressions and what you say and what you propagate out there better be in line with what they want, the communist leaders want, or there's going to be hell to pay. And we are already there. Case in point, you look and see the images coming out of Washington, D.C. 25,000 troops First of all, can we talk about if you've seen the images, suddenly they're, they're all about fences and guns protecting property, right? Hmm. Thought that that was a bad thing. Yeah, I thought it was a bad thing. They certainly didn't have anybody, didn't, didn't rush to send in any troops, didn't rush to erect barricades around federal buildings and businesses, certainly didn't rush to provide anybody a gun to protect themselves. I can remember, I'm old enough to remember as businesses were being burned and looted and business owners were literally being murdered on the streets, that a man was arrested for protecting his property with a chainsaw evidently in liberal land uh, businesses deserve to have their glass broken but not the capital right uh, so there's something really um, disturbing to me you can it's total banana republic what's going on in dc our friend kurt schlichter colonel kurt actually said something today that i didn't realize Twenty five thousand troops is one regiment more than we had on on omaha beach to end world war ii that's the level of troops that they've got there. Uh, what I want to know is, is, is Joe Biden being fitted right now for his military uniform? Is he going to be holding a banana? Because this is banana republic stuff. And it gets even worse because they've decided that they need to vet the 25,000 National Guards that are there. Vet? Aren't they already vetted? Don't we, whatever branch it is, I, I've got family in all the branches. Some branches I love more than others. Semper Fi. But they all get vetted from background checks, everything, you know, the uh, psychological testing, medical checks. So what additional vetting would they might possibly need to be going through in order to be deemed honorable enough? They're already serving honorably. Because let me tell you, if you know anything about military life, they are being vetted every second of every day. That's what they do in the chain of command. So what are they possibly being vetted? Is this some kind of, this is clearly... A cleansing based upon whether or not they're going to pass a purity test. So I guarantee you, they're doing a scrub. They're doing an analysis to see if any of these people ever expressed in any way any support for President Trump. And then they're going to be out. Let that sink in. Remember when President Trump wanted to have some military parade or whatever on the 4th of July? Oh, he's acting like a dictator. This is no-co kind of stuff. No, no-co kind of stuff is wanting is telling the head of the National Guard and other military branches that they needed to be vetting the military to make sure. Because according to some Democrat congressperson, uh, and I quote, 75% of National Guard may want to do something at the inauguration. Because we know that all the National Guard voted, voted for Trump, right? Well, first of all, if this is the dude that did get literally 80 million votes, more votes than anybody else in history, more than Obama, then wouldn't it be that 75% of the National Guard there are dying to lick the boots of Joe Biden? 
not to do them harm. So clearly, if you are elected by the people, you don't need to erect barricades. You don't need to be protected from the people that that elected you. And certainly not to the to 25,000. But to, the, the defamation, the disrespect to our military. If our military loves Republicans and conservatives and Trump, then look at what they did. Then that meant that they didn't love Obama and they served under him anyway. And we had more Americans die in Afghanistan under Obama than we did under George W. Bush. Our military volunteers, every one of them, by the way, whatever the branch, are there to take an oath to serve the Constitution. Now, why would any of these National Guards, if Joe Biden cared about upholding, if that's what their administration was going to be about upholding the Constitution, then what would they have? Why would the National Guard not be excited to be there? Why would any of them want to do anything against Joe Biden? They're there to serve their country, not for a political party. Well, I also think it's a tell. I think your slip is showing Joe Biden and the Democrats. You know that you're the party that wants to trample the Constitution, to, to make this assertion, to be vetting. And, and the vetting that's going on is against the military right now is scary to me because that's how dictators, that's how strong men keep their power, right? Whether it's in, in Cuba, Iraq, or anywhere else. That's where these dictators keep their power. They're surrounded by military. Military that are loyal to them, not the country. And that's the kind of loyalty test this is. And it's the same kind, but it's, but it's also um, the, the same test that's being done to all the rest of us, right? My friend Gina talked on her show tonight. She was kicked off American Airlines. Told, told you either get off this plane, paying passenger, you either get off this plane or we're going to have the police come and yank you off. Lowe's canceled an event that was planned for Trump supporters. Airbnb has said that they're going to go back and look at reservations from anybody that, that was in that area to never rent to you again. And I guess you can you can actually put reviews of, of people that have stayed at your home. So what's Airbnb going to do? I'll go back and look and see who was there at the same time and match it against their profiles on social media and see who might have been there as a Trump supporter and then put on Airbnb. Don't rent your house to this person. This is the kind of oppression that we're going on. And then it gets worse. David French and others are now saying that not only mischaracterizing what happened at the riot, because the riot and the coronavirus have given them the perfect opportunity for them to perfect crises that they can use and exploit for power. Right. Um, And they're continuing to expand on it, expand on it and expand on it. First, it was a riot. Then it was an insurrection. Now it's a Christian insurrection. Did you hear this, Potato Skins? And it's, you know, I hadn't heard it until right now, but I knew that was going to rear its ugly head. It had to. David French and others are, are now saying the evidence, and this is a tweet from David French, and others are tweeting out, and I think The Atlantic might have had an article along, along these lines. The evidence that January 6th was a Christian insurrection just grows and grows and grows. Combating this perversion of the gospel has to be a top priority. It's not just heresy. It's an active threat to the peace and security of the nation. So now, see, with with coronavirus, they were able to use that health emergency as an excuse to seize power that they're never going to release. And if they can if they can deem an something like that, an emergency for power, then they will manufacture emergencies and crises for power. And that's what's going on here.
I've watched this video. Should they have been in there? Absolutely not. But you, the, the video of them inside the Capitol, we're talking about six dudes. I, I told somebody earlier, I told Skins earlier, this is, I, I feel like I'm watching the SAE frat who, you know, drunk boys at Mardi Gras who made it up to the penthouse, you know, of a hotel in the French Quarter and acting like a bunch of idiots should have been arrested. This was not an insurrection and they know it's not. And now to label it a Christian insurrection so that they can now that they can have the excuse to go into churches to label all Christians as domestic terrorists. In order to try to, uh, you know, to go after Christians. We had what uh, a few years ago, we had a U.S. attorney that actually went into a church to um and I, it was out of Houston and used the sermon tried to use the sermon to go after uh, to go after a preacher so th- this is about trying to pierce and use this right as a way to destroy Christians in this country and to persecute Christians we're going to take a break we come back and where's the republican party to do anything about this republican once again nowhere they're nowhere they're nowhere i'm not hearing anybody no, they're continuing to double down and and go along with this false narrative that this was an insurrection, that Trump was to blame for it. And now it's going to be the Christians are to blame for it. And who is you? This is the kind of thing that you must get out ahead of in order to stop the persecution. And it's another reason why I've been asking the question, is it time for a third party? Joining me next is an actual third party candidate here to discuss it. His name is Brock Pierce. So don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We're in the process of uh, trying to get a hold of Brock Pierce. He is an entrepreneur, humanitarian, father of two young children, former child actor of the Mighty Ducks, and also candidate, uh, 2020 candidate for president of the United States. And uh, he, he actually moved to Puerto Rico. And so I don't know, it could be the, that I wrote down the number wrong um, for tonight. So we'll see if we get a hold of him. And the reason why I wanted to have him on is that I am serious when I talk about we must have an end-up discussion about what we are going to do going forward with this Republican Party. Uh, I heard an interview earlier today with a congressman out of Texas who one of his jobs was uh, as one of the bigs behind the scenes in the Republican Party is that he was the one that would get all the resources together for Republican candidates, get them money, get them set up, coach them. And in his course of attempting to defend Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley for or their uh, decisions in, in vocal uh, contesting the electoral votes, he actually said today that there was never any chance that the outcome was going to be any different. And I thought, this is exactly why. It was all a show in theatrics. Actually leading people to believe that the Republican Party was actually going to do something about the fraud that occurred in November 3rd. We are tired of the narcissistic manipulation of a party that takes our money, lies to us, gives us promises that they are going to actually fulfill the agenda for which they've been elected, and then get to D.C. and hang around as one party at cocktail, having cocktails, and getting their hair cut at the gym and going exercising and working out at the gym and the hair salon that we pay for in Capitol Hill, that they now have surrounded so that they can go and eat at their little commissary and get their hair done and work out, all paid for for by us and we're not even allowed to go there there's a couple of tests right now 
as well. And everybody's telling me third parties can't work. Third parties can't work. Well, you know what hasn't worked? Trying to change the Republican Party from within. I know that hasn't worked. And But if you're going to continue to tell me that a third party won't work and we have to change it from within, then we must get together and have an action plan to make it happen. I do like what happened in Wyoming. The state of Wyoming, the Republican Party, their... Um, I can't remember what it's called, their committee or whatever it is, took a vote and unanimously voted to censure Liz Cheney, saying that her vote for impeachment did not represent the state. However, when there's calls for conservatives within the House of Representatives to have her removed from her leadership position and Kevin McCarthy says it ain't happening and nobody makes it happen, that tells me the Republican Party is dead. If you are going to leave her as the head third in line for, for the House of Representatives uh, and leave her in her position after she voted to stab 75 million voters in the back, then they failed the test, in my opinion. 75 million people legitimately voted for President Trump. More minorities than any Republican has gotten since 1960. He got more of the Hispanic vote, more of the black vote. He got more of the women vote. He got more of the military vote. He ushered in a red wave across this country. There's, there, today is Martin Luther King Day. Well, you know what? There's a, there's a few quotes from Martin Luther King. Everybody's talking about a lot of the, the a lot of the typical quotes, but there's a couple that I got to thinking of today that I thought are really uh, you know could really apply to the Republican Party. First of all, the time is always right to do what is right. When is the last time the Republican Party did what was right? If they had done what was right, those electoral votes would have never been sent. Never been certified. Every contestant I said on the show I was asked, how do you feel? Do you feel optimistic? I said, no, because the Republican, this is going to come down to the Republicans and I can't have any confidence in that. And I was proven right. Another quote from MLK. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And where does the Republican Party stand? They cave. They absolutely cave. I want to read excerpts while I've got the time since we didn't get Brock Pierce on. You know, I, somebody, I, I got a call before I do that. I got a call from an old friend of mine here. I answered the phone. I knew it was him. I answered the phone. I mean, he launched into it. You, you, Ange, you got to stop talking against the Republican Party. We can't do third party. Da, da, da. And I'm like, why? Why can we not? It's going to take 20 years. And imagine what we had done. If we had piggybacked off of the amount of progress that Ross Perot made in 92, this was a man who had no backing. He had no machine. He didn't have millions of people backing him. And look at the amount of votes that he took away from George W. Bush. Quite frankly, everybody should have, every Republican should have abandoned George Herbert Walker Bush and gone to Ross Perot. Instead of saying, but for Ross Perot, we wouldn't have Bill Clinton. We would have had Herbert Walker Bush. How about the, How about saying if every Republican had seen the writing on the wall and voted for Ross Perot, how much better would we be right now? Because quite frankly, this may come as a surprise to you, but Bill Clinton was probably, in my estimation, ended up being a more conservative president than, than 41 would have been. It was Bill Clinton who said the era of big government is over. It was Bill Clinton who did uh, welfare reform and made it transactional. None of that was done under, under George W. Bush. 
We've got to be thinking what we're going to do to turn things around because I'm really uh, president uh, uh, installation. I'm not going to call him president elect president installation. <laughs> so he says his first act is going to be to, to repeal the Keystone Pipeline. Let that sink in. You haven't suffered enough economically across this country. Now you're going to pay $6 a gallon because his first order of business is going to be to jack you on gas. Then he's going to make you wear a mask everywhere. I want to read an excerpt from John Eastman, who spoke at the rally, who was one of President Trump's attorneys. And because he spoke at the rally and because he was representing President Trump, 169 of his colleagues at Chapman University wrote what he said was a letter of defamation against him and he tendered his resignation. And the reason why I want to read this is because one of the benefits that they are using this Capitol riots to do is to make you think that the fraud never happened, make you forget about it. The Republican Party, more than the Democrats, wants you to forget what happened with this election. Because if you remember what happened to this election... And what really went down and how they're to blame for the fact that it was stolen. You might actually think about a third party if you really let it sink in. He starts off by talking about how as his tenure as a a dean, he he upped the ranking of that of that joint from 163rd to 93rd. So they're pushing out a dude who made their who made their university something far greater than it was. He goes on to say about it. uh, He can't extend any praise to his colleagues because of their false defamatory statements about him, didn't even give him an opportunity uh, to discuss. He says um, that they asserted that I have made false claims which have no basis in fact or law and seek to harm the democratic foundations of our constitutional republic. He says, every statement I have made is backed up with documentary and or expert evidence. And one of the reasons why I'm going to read this is because later on in the show, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about how Dominion Software is filing lawsuits against everybody. It is a fact that partisan election officials and even partisan elected judicial officials in numerous states altered or ignored existing state laws in the conduct of the elections. All were documented in the petition for the writ of certiorari I filed in the Supreme Court of the United States on behalf of the president. The Supreme Court is just an institution that I I don't even have time to get into that. It is established law that Article 2 of the Constitution assigns to the legislators of the state, not anyone else, the sole plenary power to determine the manner for choosing presidential electors. And it is a fact that numerous legislators wrote to who? Vice President Pence, indicating that their electoral votes were problematic at best because of these illegalities and urging him to delay the electoral count proceedings long enough to allow the legislators in the contested states time to review whether their electoral slate was legal. Legally certified. Members of the Pennsylvania Senate outlined in January 4 the numerous instances of violations of state law by state election officials and even the partisan elected judiciary in the conduct of Pennsylvania's election, thereby usurping the sole power of the legislator, legislature has pursuant to Article 2. He goes on to talk about how the, the senators noted that the Pennsylvania election results should not have been certified and asked Congress to delay the certification of the Electoral College. Arizona, he goes on to say Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, 
did the same. Arizona said, based upon the clear and convincing nature of the evidence of illegality and fraud, we respectfully ask you to recognize our desire to reclaim Arizona's electoral college electors and block the use of any electors from Arizona until such time as the controversy is properly resolved through the pending litigation or a comprehensive forensic audit. It is a fact that for the for a forensic analysis of one voting machine courts have permitted to be inspected demonstrated not only I'm almost done, not only that the machines are capable of switching votes, but that they actually did switch votes in Antrim County, Michigan. In other words, it is patently untrue that my statements have no basis in fact. As for the claim that by raising these issues, I sought to harm the democratic foundations of our constitutional republic, nothing could be further from the truth. He says that um, legislators, uh, um, well, I'm going to skip over that part. He said um, that the democratic foundations of our constitutional republic were not just harmed, but completely subverted by those partisan actors who violated election laws in order to permit the counting of illegal votes. Shining a light on what occurred is the highest defense of the constitutional republic. And such an investigation ought to be welcomed by citizens of all political stripes. He goes on to talk about how he that it's a false that he participated in a riot that incited last week's violence, that he was attended by half a million people two miles away from the violence that occurred, and that simply identifying illegal actions by election officials does not qualify as incitement. He goes on to say, nor did I spout lies about secret folders in the machines. The forensic audit discussed above has identified the suspension files in the software. Neither is there anything conspiratorial about simply identifying the available evidence. I read you all this. Thank you for your patience because Dominion has filed a lawsuit everywhere against media outlets. They threatened lawsuits against Newsmax, who is now going out of their way every time they do every time they do an interview to say, we're not saying there's any kind of fraud happened here. Oh, we you know, we we went with those electors on on December and I love Newsmax. I'm going to be on there Wednesday morning. But American Thinker posted a, a groveling please forgive me statement the other day uh but here's here's some good news mike lindell when uh, dominion has threatened uh to file a lawsuit against him he said bring it because we have the evidence we need courage right now in this country we don't need groveling we don't need to beg for forgiveness we don't need to be so worried that we're going to be canceled that we're afraid to speak because that's what they want Now is the time for courage. As MLK said, the time is always right to do what's right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in former congressional candidate Joe Collins here to talk about MLK's legacy and how Trump is the one who really fought to to achieve it. More when we return. Andrea K. Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. A K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. 888-344-1170 if you want to give us a call in the show. Are you going to watch the inauguration Wednesday? Or the installation, as we called it. A friend of mine said the other day that Joe Biden's being installed like software. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Software that's that's got the spyware built in by the CCP. Hey, it is MLK Day uh, today, and how long before? The Democrats don't even really celebrate MLK Day anymore because I don't think his legacy and what he was really about matches what the Democrat Party's about, which is why November seems to pass and we never hear about JFK anymore. Didn't we used to hear about JFK? Growing up when I was a kid, I always hear about them Kennedy people. And I would always be like, why I got to hear about these Kennedy people? I didn't understand the affection that America had for JFK. It was before, you know, my time, obviously. They don't, the Democrats don't want to hear about JFK because he said, don't ask what your country can do for you. Right. So MLK, I'm thinking that uh, there's a reason why I didn't hear as much about him today as I usually do. But we're going to talk about MLK and his legacy tonight and what party is really uh, working to achieve his dream. Joining me now to discuss that and more is Joe Collins, former congressional candidate Joe Collins, who was running against who? Miss Maxine Waters up in Cal- I think it's District 43. And he joins me now. Hi, Joe Collins. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for doing something. I've I've been starting for a while on my show. I've been telling people, you know, we can't be the party of complainers, right? We can, we've got to be we've got to be like the Democrats and be be a party of uh, as people. Party aside, because I don't advocate for party or Paul. I advocate for ideas. We've got to get active. We can't just be sitting back complaining about what people are doing to represent us. We gotta, we've got to actually be willing to put our elbow grease into it and actually get in, in and fight for our country. Um, and that's what you did. What exactly motivated you, made you say, you know what, I'm going to go run against this woman? Well, that, that's a really good question. Uh, I'm a U.S. Navy veteran, and I've already taken an oath to, to protect and defend our country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And so I think it's important me to do what's best for my community, for my country. And after the military politics was just the, the next thing to continue to protect and, uh, and serve our country. So that's really what motivated me to run. Plus, the voice of the young people isn't being heard. I mean, you, you look at the amount of politicians that we have in office there, you know, 70, 80, 100 years old when you talk about Joe Biden, <laughs> and, and those voices don't represent me at all. Okay, so what specifically, let's talk about policies for a minute. Um, You know, you are African-American military. So what is it about Maxine Waters and what she's doing and what's going on with our government? Had you think this is wrong, this is bad, I got to get in this and do something about it? It wasn't wasn't just Maxine. I I think it was the whole political landscape. I mean, when you look at, in every single Democratic district, Right, and it's it's ran by predominantly Democrats, Democratic congressmen, uh, assemblymen, uh, senators, state senators, all the way down to the school board. Our districts, our communities, are trash, you know, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And no one, no one is doing anything about it. And for Maxine Waters, these politicians have been in office for a very long time, and they failed to do anything worth mentioning to provide any type of value to our communities. No, it seems like all they do from my perspective is because, you know, coming from the deep south, I'm real familiar with poverty. And, you know, uh, and like in New Orleans, in the New Orleans area, the low cost housing projects and these promises of, oh, just you just depend on us. You know, vote Democrat. And we'll take care of you. and We'll give you a place to live. And all the same stuff we're hearing now. We'll give you a place to live and we'll take care of you. And, you know, all they did was, you know, just create this dependency class that just kept them down, kept them impoverished and continuing and, and just 
fostering um, misery. You know, I think if you want to see communism in action, you know, go look and see what New Orleans was like with their low cost housing projects. And, you know, and here comes President Trump back in 2016. And he's like, hey, you know, to the minority, you know, uh, communities out there, what do you have to lose? All the Democrat Party has done is fostered a sense of aggrievement. They haven't done anything to try to help the communities. And then we get First Step Act. We get the largest secured funding for historical black colleges. We got opportunity zones, his jobs plan with easing regulation, as well as stopping the importation of workers that were going to take jobs from minorities with with his immigration plan led to the lowest unemployment rate in the history of this country. For African-Americans who then responded, I think that's one reason why they had to do everything they could to try to keep him from getting reelected. And I think both parties, because I think the Republican Party were shamed by him because he, he showed how you actually can get African-Americans to vote for you in minorities. And the Democrats were like, you know, we've got to get people, we've got to keep these minority communities on our, our plan of um, being dependent. That's my theory. How do you see it? Um. I think, I think, you know, sort of the same thing. I for the biggest turn for the longest time, the Republican Party has not reached out into black communities. That's why you see a lot of black candidates running for office didn't get a lot of support from the, the National Republican Party. And even when it comes to the Democratic Party, all it is is identity politics, mm-hmm. identity politics, and, and making people very emotional about the decisions that they decide to make when it comes to their elected officials. One word that I'm so sick of hearing politicians, especially when you sit in Congress and the Senate, uh, say is try. We are trying to work on this. We have been trying to do this. It's like, how do you be in office? How are you a congressman? How are you a senator? And the only thing that you can do for the people is try. It's mm-hmm. like you have the power to create legislation that's going to impact our our communities, that's going to impact international relationships, that's going to impact um, the United States as a whole. And you're going to tell us you're trying, but when it comes to trying to appease the president of the United States. You guys come up with those articles and those plans really quick and you push it through within like a day. Oh, Ted Lou. Ted Lou was huddled in a corner somewhere, supposedly. He was bragging on Twitter the other day. Ted Lou from California. I don't know what district he is. He was bragging that he was hiding under, at the moment he was hiding under a desk somewhere, he was texting Pelosi about we got to get them articles of impeachment done. And they had, it, they had Trump impeached within a week and eight hours. Nine months later, Joe Collins, we still have American Suffering in the state of California and beyond with these shutdown measures and these lockdowns that have, haven't done anything to slow the spread, of, uh, slow the spread of coronavirus. All it's done is increase the spread of poverty among particularly the, the minority communities. I mean, you know, Jeff Bezos and all the big, you know, um, the Walmarts of the world, they're doing fine. It's it's the, the minority people that, that that both parties are supposed to care about that are suffering. And so it's always going to be the small business owners that suffers whenever things like this happen. The craziest part about it, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist if you want to, but I think we're in a 13 month of slowing down the spread. And every single measure that they've put in place has not worked. Mm-hmm. Wear the mask, it hasn't worked. Stay at home, it hasn't worked. Uh, shut your businesses down, it hasn't worked. Nothing that they've done has worked. And so I'm still thinking, why are people still buying into these? these measures, quote unquote, to slow the spread. Well, I think I think they're I think the the media did a really good job in fomenting panic in the minds of people. I think that once you've got somebody dependent and the business is gone and their job's gone, now they're stuck 
and they're desperate and fearful, still still fearful of coronavirus. And, you know, it's uh, just the, the perfect storm of exploiting the minds of the American people. And, you know, um, it, it, and, but the media is a huge part of the problem. And CNN today uh, said, we got to get rid of that Newsmax and OAN. You know, we got we got to, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, uh, Twitter banning Trump and everything they're doing right now to control the message and you control minds and you can control the outcome of elections. So a lot of the reasons why some people are still buying in this stuff is because we don't have an honest media telling them the truth. You know, they're not telling them the truth that, that back in, you know, reminding them that Fauci said back in March that masks didn't work. And, you know, and, and the facts that, you know, uh, studies have shown that the lockdowns don't do anything to stop the spread and on and on and on. I mean, the media is a huge part of the problem. That is, that is true. The media is definitely a huge part of the problem. But when it comes to big tech banning the president from the, the different platforms, that's, that's a huge problem as well. Uh, these tech companies are supported or protected by Section 230, um, and, I, and I, they got to get rid of that. they got to get rid You should be able to sue tech companies for banning um, users, especially if the tech company fancies themselves as a free speech platform. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it was disappointing that the Republican Party had an opportunity to do it. Trump vetoed the NDAA um, uh, because it didn't have the removal of 230 in there. And they did a veto proof majority to get over it. I got to tell you, Joe Collins, there's a lot of really 75 million, you know, Trump voters are disappointed with the Republican Party right now. I'm glad Liz Cheney got a smackdown from the people in Wyoming. But, you know, I think it's time for, you know, I, I can't speak for you. I don't know where you stand with that. But my listeners and a lot my conservative friends and Trump supporters are saying the biggest problem we have is the Republican Party and we need to do something about it, whether it's completely um, changing it from the end inside, giving it one big enema to get rid of all the rhinos or it's a third party. Final question for you. What should be done about the Republican Party? Because you're right that we don't want to hear about trying anymore. Four years under President Trump, there was a lot that they could have gotten done that they didn't. Yeah, that is true. Uh, to answer your question, the thing that we have to do with the Republican Party is we have to usher in a, a new, younger type of Republican, ones like myself, ones like Kim Klasick and, and other Republicans who ran for office across the country. We're not going to be able to get it done with these establishment Republicans. They're right. cowards. They're used to doing the same thing that they've been doing. They used to be impassive. They're not fighters, and they don't represent what the Republican Party was created for. Right. You know, we need more people like you. I love that Kim Klasick. And not just because she's gorgeous, by the way. You guys would make a gorgeous couple. I don't know if you got any. (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that out there. (laughs) Y'all make some beautiful babies, if I could say that. Anyway, Joe Collins, I'm out of time. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you'll come back. I hope you'll continue to be out there fighting. God bless you for, for running against Maxine. And I'm here to support you in any way possible going forward in your political career. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. You too. All right. Stay tuned. We've got more to talk about. We've got to give you some coronavirus updates. We've got a batch, a bad batch here in California to talk about. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I want to follow up a little bit on uh, the Liz Cheney story. Um, man, it was like a huggy bear pimp slap on her from, from uh, Wyoming. They said, and I quote, our representative did not represent our voice, said uh, Carbon County GOP chairman. Uh, the resolution condemns Ms. Cheney for conduct described as defying the will of most Wyoming Republican voters and joined in uh, a rushed impeachment that did not examine all the facts and denied Mr. Trump due process. It declared that a, quote, vocal majority of Wyoming Republicans recognized there were significant irregularities in the November 3rd presidential elections. Accusations of ballot fraud and election irregularities were the basis. Uh, oh, no, you need to read that. Um, so, um, oh, and it also demanded that she must come before them and uh, be grilled. So um, they need to primary her. They need to prime and she must lose her seat uh, in her position of power for the Republican Party. And then uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, our gal from Georgia, who said she was going to file articles of impeachment against Joe Biden on the 20 on the 21st. uh, She was banned from Twitter. So we're going to reach out and try to get her on the show. Um, All right. So the vaccine vaccination. Um, it shouldn't come as any surprise to anybody how if you've been if you've been wanting the vaccine, what a mess it's been. They've thrown out I don't know how many uh, vials of it in New York. It's only got a 30 day shelf life. It should come as no surprise to you that after nine months that when the vaccinations of the vaccine was given at the state level, that state governments completely ballsed it up and did a crappy rollout job. OK, that should come as no surprise, because if you've been paying attention, you should know that every level of our government is run just as bad as the DMV is. Okay. that being said, um, so if you are wanting to go to Petco Park here in San Diego and get in line, uh, reportedly, it's an absolute mess Um, on top of it. The people that are at the highest risk of getting it and dying of it uh, over 70 were not even a part of the phase one to get it in the first place. But you know what? That might be a good thing for you because 55 people across the country have died from it from getting the vaccine the response from officials is well they're old they were going to die anyway okay well then why did we shut down this country to stop these people from getting it and dying from it if you were going to take the attitude of well they were going to die anyway okay um but reminder that the vaccine was never tested on the frail elderly the people most likely to get it this vaccine is looking more and more like a complete ruse something you wanted to add potato skins Oh, um, then we hear that there is Remember the initial reports. They first rolled it out in Europe and we were hearing uh, over in um, Europe that people were dying or having anaphylactic shock. There's a batch of the Moderna vaccine that is um, being tabled that they're not going to administer. It's a batch of uh, 330,000 doses because including here in San Diego, people are having anaphylactic shock response, which means you could die. You have to be paddled and be resuscitated. And this was predicted. This was predicted. So the vaccinations are a mess. I'm not telling you not to take it. I think you've got to do what's best for your body. For me, I'm boosting my immune system. You know, the, this is this is majority people that are elderly with comorbidities. The younger people are getting it, have immune issues. I take my Balance in Nature every day. Use discount code health, balanceinnature.com. Free shipping, 35% off. Do your research before you make a decision as to whether or not you want to take this vaccine. Peace out. Love you all. See you tomorrow night.